That's the recorded music and message that Galit Goran heard for over an hour Wednesday while she was on hold, waiting to try to speak to somebody at Canada's embassy in Tel Aviv. Eventually, she hung up. Goran lives near Tel Aviv. She was trying to get help from the embassy to try to find her 23-year-old niece. The girl was last heard from at 9.30 Saturday morning. She'd been attending that music festival in the Negev Desert near the Gaza border when Hamas terrorists attacked Her niece managed to call the mother briefly, but nobody's heard from her since. The girl's name is Tiferet Lapidot. Her father is Canadian, so are her grandparents. In fact, the extended family says they actually spent years living in Winnipeg and Regina and are Canadians, but moved back to Israel in 1978. For days, the girl's family's been frantically trying to find out what's happened to her. The phone shows she's now located in Gaza, and her family fears she was taken hostage. But even though she doesn't have a Canadian passport and isn't Canadian, that shouldn't matter, says her aunt, Galit Goran. Every night, we as parents, thinking about if Eret is what's going on there. She's so young. What's going on with her? We can't stand to be in a nice bed. I prefer to sit on a chair of wood and not to go inside of a bed, a nice bed, because I, I, I don't feel that it's... Right. I don't know what they're doing to her there. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, October 12th, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily. It's a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. Now, I know the headline says Yara Sachs, but the case of the missing young Israeli girl with Canadian roots has been receiving a lot of airtime in Canada as her relatives try to get the attention of Canadian officials. And it appears they've succeeded. The case has now reached the desk of Yara Sachs, Canada's new Minister of Mental Health and Addictions. She's also Canada's first ever Israeli-Canadian elected to Parliament. But saving Canadian hostages kidnapped by Hamas is just one of the issues Ottawa is facing at the moment. The other urgent mission is to get Canadians out of Israel, those who want to leave. They're being told to register with Global Affairs Canada for a rescue mission of free airlifts by the Royal Canadian Air Force that are expected to begin Thursday or Friday from Tel Aviv. Although some private groups have already started chartering rescue planes of their own and accuse the government of moving too slowly. Yara Sachs joins us now from Ottawa. Thanks for having me, Ellen. Well, this is uh, important that we speak to you as the Israeli-Canadian minister in the Trudeau government. Lots to update us on, but I want to know how your daughter is. Where is she? Is she safe? How is what's going on? Are you allowed to talk oh, on the air? You. I'll just say that she's in Canada. Um, she returned home after a year of Shnat in July and... Uh, She's 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 actually here with me because it's a Thanksgiving reading week. So um, she's fine. But thank you for asking. Okay, good. Why don't you start with the latest that you want our listeners to hear? And then we can ask you our questions after. First of all, thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's a heartbreaking time. For so, so many people, Um, myself included. Um, 
Tell me about that. Tell me about that. Um, you know what? Honestly, I'm I'm quite a private person, and um, I like many Israelis who live abroad, um, have family and loved ones who are are missing or injured or have passed, and um, my heart goes out to them because to be so far when there is so much tragedy right now is just it's it's difficult and. Um, uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that in terms of um, our, our, our family. Um, Canada is like many, so many members of the community, um, the Canadian government um, and Canadians um, across the country are shocked and horrified of the massacre of the terrorist attack that began on Saturday in Southern Israel um, by Hamas. Our government has been unequivocally clear in this in these horrifying circumstances that we stand with Israel and with Israelis at this time. Um, as we always Israel Israel is a friend and ally of Canada has been for, you know, it's amazing we're celebrating 74 years of Canada-Israel relations in, in, in the face of this. And um, our primary focus right now, in addition to supporting Israel in its right to defend itself, uh, the Canadian Jewish community is one of the most strongest Jewish communities in the world in terms of its relations with Israel. And uh, Minister Jolie and our government are, 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 are very aware of that. In, 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 in our community, it's rarely even one degree of separation in terms of Canadian and Israeli families, um, which is why we are just working night and day to make sure that we have everyone registered, that we know where everyone is, that they are sheltering in place. And that um, we are, Minister Julie announced this morning, alongside members of the Canadian Armed Forces, um, that evacuation preparations are in play. Um, And to get as many people, I'll say this on the podcast, if you have family members who are in Israel, whether you have a kid abroad, um, a son or daughter in yeshiva or seminary um, or on any of the gap year programs as well. And I'm sure there are many, many, many worried parents right now. Um, make sure they are registered. Um, the information is available because it will help us in knowing who is there, how many people we need to get out um, because we'll be able, the government flights will be, as the minister said this morning, for a specific amount of time. So we want to make sure that we have covered all our bases and making sure that we know who is there and who who wants to leave so that we can facilitate that and give them the information that they need. Okay, so do we know how many spots, how many planes, or are you not uh, able to say that yet? Um, Right now, we're still on the triage side of trying to understand how many people are there. At last check, we had um, 1,280 plus inquiries. Um, since the beginning of the conflict on October 7th. So we are continuing to collect that information. Our, 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 our consular services are available 24-7 right now because we know that the surge is so high. We are at surge capacity and we've set up for it. Um, so it will really determine on understanding how many people on the ground do. Not everyone will necessarily want to come to their families here. Not everyone will want to come home. Some people will choose to stay. Um, nevertheless, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to, once they register, we're able to give them the information that they need on the ground um, as the preparations come forward. Um, but we are looking towards the end of this week. End of this week for the first flight out. And they'll be coming from Tel Aviv or are they going to go 
from another airport somewhere? And like, what is so the... currently our plans are through Bangorion Airport. Bangorion is still open for commercial flights, although very, very limited, as as I'm sure many of our listeners are well aware. Um, the flight path out of Bangorion is right in ro- the rocket path right now. So it makes it makes the planning of flights challenging um, at the best of times. That being said, we're also aware that there are people in other parts of the country um, that may not be able to get to Ben Grion. So we are looking at other options of getting them out as well, um, whether it's through Jordan or whether it's through through other options. We're, we're, every option available is being looked at um, in terms of facilitating people who want to get out of the country, knowing full well that Ben Bangor, that Tel Aviv may not be an option for some. I also know that Air Canada has let um, passengers know that if they are able to get out and, and get to a European de- destination, uh, which Air Canada flies, that they will make the necessary adjustments to their flight, no fee, no additional fees and charges to get them home as well. So um, it, this is an all hands on deck effort. Um, and we know just by the magnitude of the number of Canadians that are in Israel, um, that uh, we are we are putting every everything we have forward to make sure that we get people to safety. Okay, I was just um, I was going to ask you about the criticisms that many people have told us that they can't get through. They're online to the. I know you're not the foreign ministry uh, or minister responsible, but they, they they're online for hours to get to the Canadian embassy to call them back in in Israel, and they're not getting through. You said surge capacity. So what does that mean? What should they do if they can't get through? So there is an email address and also um, in the links that were put out today or what we're calling the ROCA. Um, it's best at this point in time, what we, the information we need from those who are on the ground is where they are located, a telephone number to reach them, their passport information and date of birth. And they can do that at SOS at international.gc.ca, or they can use the link on the, on, on the, Foreign Affairs website um, for the evacuation lists. All of those, all of that information is being compiled by. We have teams in Lebanon, we have teams in Jordan, we have the team in Israel, plus the Ottawa team that are addressing all of this information and all of these calls, so that we can. The idea is to get everyone registered so that we can get the information out to them. The easiest way to do that will be by email and and uh telephone numbers so uh, so if there's other means whether it's whatsapp or signal or another platform so really the most important thing to do right now is to register um we've been very clear to those who are on the ground to shelter in place um the israeli military and government have been very clear as well for people not to move around um to stay where you are as long as you have what you need meaning that you have a bomb shelter close by, that you have food, that you have water, that you have a way to communicate um, to shelter in place at this time. Um, And information, we're trying to get everyone registered so we can get the information to them. Okay. What about the other topic, which we've talked about many times before, which is Canadian funding for Palestinian um, refugee agency UNRWA. You've been a very strong promoter of human rights work and humanitarian assistance and bridge building uh, in this area. And now there have been calls, the European Union and other countries, and even in Canada, to review, to stop the funding, because a lot goes not to the people, but to this war, terror and and weapons. So your comments on this topic. So I think 
first and foremost, at this exact moment in time, our our focus is on 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 ensuring that we are addressing the terrorist attack that happened on Saturday and continues. It is the worst act of terror in the history of the country. Um, it is the numbers that we're hearing are is the worst attack and, and loss of Jewish life since the Holocaust. Um, so our focus is there right now in terms of ensuring that Israel has the right to defend itself um, under the under the rules of engagement so that this is a war against Hamas. This is a war against um, a terrorist organization. This is not a war against civilians. Um, and, and we're very clear about that, that Israelis have the right to be to defend themselves and also that they have the right to make sure that their civilians are protected. Um, we are concerned about the looming humanitarian crisis that will come in the days ahead, um, but we are also very clear on, on the need to, to oust terror. Uh, that being said, um, Canada has some of the toughest contract funding regimes in the world. Um, our, our funding agreements are stricter than most countries. Um, we do not fund Hamas. We do not fund the Palestinian Authority. And we, and we continue to maintain that position. All of our funding goes through trusted third-party partners who are very carefully vetted and um, do the work that we are committed to doing. Uh, primarily in the areas of training of training and and uh, and and educational materials, which we have vetted and have had encountered in the past issues, and and continue to monitor very closely and intervene when we must, and we have, and we will continue to do so. At this time, I know I am aware of the calls of the EU and other countries. Our focus right now is is the task ahead in the weeks ahead, which will be extremely hard for the Israeli population and also for the, we're also very concerned about expansion in the region, um, but we stand very clear that our funding regimes are very firm in that we have zero tolerance um, for, for funding to anything but what it's intended for. So all system status quo for now, you're not gonna call for a review, you're not putting it on hold? There's, right now our focus is the crisis at hand. We just got a call today. You've probably seen in the press the last few hours, CTV, National Post, about this Canadian family whose daughter is one of the kidnapped people from that rave party. She is Israeli, but her parents are Canadian. Her grandparents. Did you know about this? Tahila Lapidot. Yes. So yes. what can and the we father, do? Ohad. So I'm I'm very familiar with the case. Um, you know, as I said, uh, it's a government. It's an all hands on deck right now in terms of supporting the many, many needs of Canadian families that are over there, but also ensuring that we are supporting Israel in, in what it needs right now. Um, and we can get into that shortly in, with regards to the hostages. Uh, with regards to the specific situation of Tehila Lapidot, she is not a Canadian citizen herself. Her father is. Um, we have international conventions and treaties um, with regards to citizenship. Um, what I will say is that we are working very closely with our Israeli counterparts. And also, um, if you saw, there were the flurry of calls to Jordan, the UAE, Egypt, and, and other regional partners over the weekend with a specific emphasis. Um, we have been very focused on the hostages since the start of this crisis. Um, and we continue to be. Uh, Minister Jolie announced today that there will be a Canadian delegation going over as part of the hostage negotiations. Um, and the lists are coordinated. So if Tehila is not on our list as a Canadian, she's certainly on the list as an, Isra as an Israeli. But Tell I'd like to about the hostages and the bodies of the Canadians who were found in. So um, 
So let's go into that piece of the puzzle. So first of all, I'd like to say, I know how challenging it is for so many of us here when we're hearing news of hostages um, and their names um, and, and putting it out into to the 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 Twitterverse or the Xverse or 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 Instagram and and I as a government we caution against this um, in our ability to to negotiate and we do not want to raise the value of hostages right now. Um, <clears throat> I would also add a caveat to that of uh, you know many Canadians who go over and and emigrate and make Aliyah. Um, are working in diff many different aspects of life in Israel um, and may, for many reasons, uh, give, have given hostages a different name um, to protect their identity. Uh, so when we keep promoting their names out and photos of them into that space, it is, it's, it's not the wisest choice in ensuring their safety and security at this time. I know the inclination, everyone is hurting. It's really, really hard. We want to be able to share in the grief and in the horror of this moment and show our support for those who, who, who may be hostages right now in this horrific moment. But we as a government are, are absolutely focused on, on getting hostages out and getting them to safety, and which is why we will not comment on who is there and, and what the state uh, that they're in. I am aware of her case. Um, but for her own safety and for the safety of others, we're, we're, our focus is on the team that's going over to coordinate with our Israeli counterparts. Are you going? To to? I have actually the FPT starting in Charlottetown this afternoon. Um, my focus is also... I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. Uh, federal, provincial, territorial uh, meetings um, with the health ministers, both health and mental health ministers, is for the next two days in Charlottetown. Um, so I will be focused there. So you're going physically or doing virtual? Physically. Physically, I'll be leaving. For I'm sure your time. heart is not in it and want to be in Israel, but yeah. Um, it's a privilege to serve Canadians. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it that way. I'm sorry. No, I know. I it's it's a hard right. time to focus. Um, there's no question, but uh, we also have to do the work here that we do. And in recent days, there have been protests across Canada supporting Hamas, anti-Israel rallies. What are your feelings about whether these should be allowed and what is the government doing? to clamp down or even charge people with incitement to hate? So I think let's start with um, the unifying and swell of support from the Jewish community and the rallies yeah. that have taken place throughout the country. Um, it's really been a moment for the Jewish community across the country to come together. Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Winnipeg, Vancouver, um, and the unequivocal support, not just of the Jewish community supporting one another, but those who support us as well, whether it's the Iranian community, the Azerbaijani community. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen so many communities come forward and be outspoken in the unequivocal support of Israel and the Jewish community during this time. And also their steadfast certainty that um, there is no justification to support uh, Hamas and its actions under any circumstances. And um, I'm pleased to see that, uh, you know, both the federal government and, and many other voices from throughout the chamber have been very clear on this um, because uh, there is absolute moral clarity in this moment. Um, and that is a message that's very clear to perhaps the organizations or groups 
uh, in the country who have taken um, a highly egregious and offensive position when it comes to the murder, uh, rape, and kidnapping of innocent civilians. Um, and we will continue to be very clear about that. So I'll start there. Um, there have been, so there has been work done. The RCMP has been working closely with their um, police counterparts in major cities throughout the country. Um, we've received from my office and many other offices in a coordinated effort, both on the provincial level and on the federal level to track where these demonstrations are happening. Um, I can say in our own riding here in York Center, there's been amazing work done between myself, Councillor James Pasternak and uh, Solicitor General Kersner, um, not just in terms of Toronto, but in, in, in the area at large. And that's the work that needs to be done right now. We're tracking the activity and the language and the speech. Hate speech will never be tolerated. It is not part of Canada. And anyone who chooses to be outspoken in support of terrorism and in support of hate will be shut down. And, and that is something that we are clear of as a government. And, we are, and, and I'm pleased to see that uh, whether it was Premier Ford um, and and uh, even even Minister uh, Mayor Chow, um, you know, who who took active steps after her her original comments to to ensure that um, that she understood clearly uh, what the nature of these rallies were and why um, they they should not be tolerated in in any city in Canada. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot for being on the CJN Daily. We'll be in touch again in the coming days. Thanks, Alan. Thanks to everyone and uh, praying for the safety of all of our loved ones uh, back in Israel. Before Sukkot Shalom. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality and customer care. As you know, at least three Canadians have now been confirmed killed by Hamas. The latest is 33-year-old Adi Vital Kaplan. She was killed when her kibbutz, Holit, was overrun. Adi is the granddaughter of the late Irv and Ethel Rivers of Ottawa. The city's Jewish Federation CEO, Andrea Friedman, met reporters Wednesday to talk about Adi's ties to her city. So I want to end the episode with some of that audio. Thanks for listening to the CJN Daily. On behalf of the Jewish Federation of Ottawa, I want to express our deep, deep condolences to her entire extended family here in Ottawa and in Israel. At the request of the family and their privacy, I will not be taking any questions on the circumstances of her brutal murder. We want the world to remember Adi for who she was, not for how she was brutally taken from her family, from her friends, and how society will never benefit from the myriad of contributions that she still had to give. 